Hi, I'm Steve Mabb, Chair of the Australian Shareholders Association, and we're proud to be hosting the 2024 Investor Conference in Melbourne from the 19th to the 21st of May. And we're stoked that Phil, the host of this podcast, is going to be our special guest MC. If you haven't heard much about the ASA Conference, it's a flagship event that attracts around 300 investors and industry professionals, including the Chair of National Australia Bank this year, the Chair of AGL. We have Dr. Sam Hupert, the founder and CEO of Primedicus, and we've also got Richard White, the founder and CEO of WiseTech coming along, along with many others. For a limited time, new members can enjoy special pricing on registration for the upcoming conference, along with a complimentary 12-month digital membership with the ASA. That's two-day conference registration plus one-year ASA membership for $499, a saving of $150. Simply search for Australian Shareholders Conference Register, click on two-day conference non-member, enter the discount code MEM, as in member, 499, the number's 499, so that's MEM 499 to claim your special offer. Come along and meet me and Phil at the conference. We look forward to seeing you there. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shares for Beginners. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Phil Muscatello and FinPods are authorized reps of Money Sherpa. The information in this podcast is general in nature and doesn't take into account your personal situation. Shares for beginners. Weekend watch list. G'day and welcome back to Shares for Beginners Weekend Watchlist, where we take a close look at an individual company, sector or ETF that you may wish to consider for your watchlist. It's not a recommendation to buy, but a way for you to learn how Stockopedia screens for value. Joining me today is Chris Batchelor and we're talking Lindsay Australia Limited, ASX code LAU. G'day Chris, thanks for coming on. Hi Phil, great to be with you today. So tell us about Lindsay and what they do. They seem to be pretty pivotal in um, the agricultural and horticultural industries. Yeah, that's right. So Lindsay's a transport company. You may well be familiar with the red and white trucks of Lindsay driving along our country roads, not to be confused with the red and yellow trucks of uh, Lynn Fox, also founded by another Lindsay. The the, the two Lindsays of transport are are well-known figures in, in that industry here in Australia. So yeah, they are based in Queensland but have operations throughout Australia and they are primarily a transport business. They do also have a rural business and what that means is they have a network of stores selling supplies to people in the rural industry, particularly, um, as you mentioned, horticulture. It's all sorts of things like fertiliser and um, packaging, the different things that you need to produce fruit and vegetables and so forth. But the real um, big driver of revenue is the transport uh, industry and particularly road and rail. And And they're actually very strong in the rail sector and have really been growing in that space. And where they um, distinguish themselves from everybody else is they're actually the largest refrigerated fleet in Australia. So, of course, when you think about transporting of food, in particular fresh food, you need to use refrigerated containers, 
be that on uh, trains or on the back of trucks. And so they, they really specialize in that area. And they've really been growing strongly in recent times. They, they've been involved in refrigeration. I believe they were pioneers of ref- refrigeration and uh, truck refrigeration in particular for, I think, back in the 50s, weren't they? That's right. They were set up back in 1953, I think it was, uh, just out of Coffs Harbour in northern New South Wales and by the Lindsay Brothers. And yeah, they specialised in fresh food and, and moved very quickly into using refrigerated trucks. Yeah, I always like looking at companies that have got a bit of um, age to them. So I guess it might, this year must be their 70th birthday. Yes, yes, exactly. That's right. In fact, on their logo, they, <laughs> they flash about that they're celebrating 70 years. So what's the, the market cap of uh, Lindsay? Uh, they're just a small company. They're in the order of 300 million market cap. Oh, okay. I like looking at small and mid cap, so it's always good to do that. There's a lot of opportunities in that smaller end of the market, and it so it tends to be where I spend most of my time hunting around. So what's got you interested in Lindsay at the moment? I first started uh, or first noticed Lindsay right back in December of last year when I was looking for an article to write. And I discovered this company. Those of you familiar with Stockopedia will know we use a stock ranking system. And this company had a rank of 99. So that's 99 out of 100, meaning it's, it's pretty close to as good as you can get. And so, of course, started digging into that and trying to understand what was driving that. And it turns out that this business has been growing their revenue very strongly, about 13% consistently over the last five or six years. And that's forecast to continue. So for a, a business in this space, that's that's very good, right? It's not a high-tech sort of business, but it's providing a, a real essential service. And in fact, that came to the fore during the whole COVID period when a lot of businesses were forced to shut down. Lindsay, being deemed an essential service, were able to keep operating. They, of course, suffered the challenges of staff being absent due to catching COVID and all that kind of thing. But they were able to keep operating and indeed they really prospered during that time. They were also had the added advantage that we had some really strong harvests during that period of time. And so that, you know, there were lots of crops needing to be transported and, and they were ready on the spot to do that. The other thing that's really worked to their advantage in the last 12 months is that one of their major competitors, Scott's Refrigeration, went out of business. And so not only did that take away a competitor and and open up the market more for them, but they were able to acquire a lot of the assets of that business at a very bargain price. And so that was enabled them to really expand their own business. So they had a very strong year in in the last year. And in fact, so their profits increased by 34% last year uh, due to the fact that they had all these things really working in their favor. Okay, so let's get back to that number, the 99 figure that uh, the Stockopedia ranking is coming up with. Um, break down those numbers for us. What, do they, um, what are the components of that number? Yeah, sure. So the way Stockopedia works, we have three primary factors that we focus on, and they are quality, value, and momentum. And what we do is we calculate a ranking for each of those three numbers separately, and then we combine it all to come up with an overall stock rank. So in the case of uh, LAU, the quality score is 98, the value score is 82, which is a little bit lower, but still very good, and the momentum score is 97. So what that means, if I break that down a bit further, 
in terms of the quality, you're looking at things like the returns on equity, the returns on investment. Uh, you're looking at margins. You're looking at cash flow. And you're looking at the balance sheet. So in this case, the cash flow is very strong. The balance sheet is very healthy. They they use a bit of debt, but it's you know within very well managed limits, and they have as I mentioned, very strong earnings and revenue growth. So that's contributing to their great quality score. I'll jump ahead to momentum. We put it in our NAPS portfolio. NAPS stands for No Admin Portfolio System. So that's a portfolio that we set up back on the 1st of January or the 3rd of January, I think was the first business day. And uh, we basically just set and forget that portfolio. And when we did that, we chose the top 20 stocks across the Australian market and it's a pretty simple thing. We just took the top ranked stocks and we took two from each sector so as to provide some diversification. Now, LAU came in as one of the two industrials stocks. So it sat in that portfolio. And as I said, that was set up at the start of the year. It's still sitting there and it's the top performing stock year to date to, at around about, I think, just under 60% return for the year. So, of course, that would have been a great one had one jumped on board that at the start of the year. Now, what that means in terms of just going back to the scores that we were talking about is the momentum score is 97. As you can imagine, with the price having risen so strongly in the course of the last, well, that's nine months, but it also had been rising strongly in the prior year as well, that's contributing to a really strong momentum score. The other component of the momentum score is the earnings analyst forecasts. And they have also been increasing, as I have described, the you know very positive environment around this business. Uh, that means the analysts have been rating or re-rating their earnings forecasts up, and that has impacted on the momentum score. Now, turning lastly to the value score, and as I mentioned, that's a little bit lower at 82, but still a very solid number. And the reason, of course, for that is Momentum and value do tend to move in opposite directions to a certain extent. And of course, value is basically a measure of price divided by a particular metric, uh, usually price divided by earnings or sometimes price divided by assets, price divided by sales, price divided by cash flow. In other words, price is always a factor. So if price is going up, then you would, all else being equal, expect value to go down. Now, all else wasn't equal. Earnings were going up. Assets have been increasing. So whilst value has declined, it hasn't declined to the same extent as you might expect based purely on the price movements. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Are you picking shares on gut instinct, buying on press tips or rumours? Do you struggle to find the time to keep up with the research and analysis that goes into evaluating potential stocks? Stockopedia are pleased to offer a special deal to listeners of this podcast, a 14-day free trial and a 10% discount on the first year of membership. Sign up now at y.stockopedia.com/sfb. 
there's no better time to access the most comprehensive, easy-to-use investing toolbox for DIY share investors. 10% off, 14-day free trial and a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's why.stockopedia.com slash sfb. So we always like to have a look at the risks involved. What are, you, what are your risks from your point of view? Yeah, of course. And um, it's certainly not a business without risk. As we mentioned at the top, it is a fairly small business. It is fairly tightly held. The founders still have a significant stake in the business. Another owner of the business is the Washington Soul Pats Group, and they own around 20% of the business. The so uh, listed no- investment company, aren't they? That's exactly right, yes. So uh, there is not a, a lot of stock floating around. Uh, that can work for you and against you, um, against you in that it can be a bit illiquid for you in that it tends to keep the institutions away, which means that uh, there's more opportunity for the small investors. Um, but in terms of the business itself, I would say there's a couple of significant risks that one needs to be aware of. One, transport is a very competitive industry and you know there are a lot of players in that space. And that means that they tend to operate on very tight margins. So with low margins, um, you've always got to be aware that it doesn't take a whole lot for things to move into negative territory. So in the case of a transport business, you know they're exposed to various factors that are outside of their control. Uh, weather events is is a key one. Now weather has worked positively for them in recent times in that um, harvests have been really strong. But of course, there were also floods. Floods add to their costs when they need to drive extended routes to get around the floodwaters and so forth, or they may not be able to access uh, the crops that they were meant to pick up and so forth. So, you know, they are exposed to those types of events. There is risk. And anyone who's been involved in the sort of rural farming type uh, businesses over the years knows that there's a lot of risk associated with that. And of course, it's not all about transport. They do have a rural business, which is around 25% of their revenue and actually operates on even tighter margins than the transport business. And that business is, of course, exposed to any uh, negative things that might affect horticulture-type businesses. And that can include things like pests and all, all manner of different things. Yeah, and of course, weather events being a land of droughts and flooding rains. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what's the dividend yield? Yeah, the dividend yield is strong. So they're forecasting a dividend yield of 5.6%. And just one thing that's worth noting with the dividends, the last year or in FY22 and then the first half of FY23, they didn't pay uh, franked dividends. The dividends were unfranked. And the reason was because back in the COVID period, uh, the government incentivized companies to invest by giving them these temporary full expensing incentives. So, of course, when they were buying um, capital equipment, new trucks and so forth, they were able to expense those. That's great, of course, but that meant that they didn't pay tax in that period. And, of course, a frank dividend is earned when you've paid tax to the government. So dividends weren't franked at that time, but now that has ended They've started paying tax again, and they anticipate that dividends will be franked moving forward. And indeed, the final dividend for uh, last year was franked. So the the board has changed recently. Tell us about that. 
Yes, indeed. So this business was a founder-led business for a long time. Michael Lindsay, who who wasn't the founder but was the, part of the founding family, he joined the business right back in 1974. Then in 1983, he established the Lindsay Rural business. And from 2002, he was the CEO and managing director of the business. So obviously very heavily involved. He also had a very uh, large shareholding in the business. Now he decided that it's time to go and sit out on the front porch. And so he's retired as of June this year, so literally just a couple of months ago. And they've appointed a new CEO in, in a chap called Clayton McDonald. Uh, he came in in July. Now, he's got a strong background in this transport and logistics sector, previously having worked at Horizon and various um, senior positions at both Horizon and Toll Group, so a lot of experience in the industry. But nevertheless, it is a time of transition for the business as they move away from being comp- you know, a really strongly family-oriented business into more of, I guess you would call us, a typical corporate sort of setup. Chris Batchelor, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you, Phil. It was really great to be with you. Thanks for listening to Shares for Beginners. You can find more at sharesforbeginners.com. If you enjoy listening, please take a moment to rate or review in your podcast player or tell a friend who might want to learn more about investing for their future. 